Hot Takes are Toast brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury hasn't. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac and Jerry Signer Cadillac today. Well, PK, we got multiple questions up, all drawing a lot of attention at DJ and PK. You can also hit us up on Twitter at David DJ James. Does Rudy Gobert really get the necessary credit for how great he is? We talked about this a little no. bit with Matt Harpering. Um, yeah, we did. And the answer is no. It's overwhelmingly no. It's just it's not just no. It's resoundingly low. No. It's like Yankee no. fan no? No. Yeah, because when you look at uh, anybody's MVP projection, is he even, let alone being a candidate, is he even remotely in the discussion? Most folks say no, and I get it. Points are where it's at. And, yep. And if Jokic were to get it, that's fine. I mean, he's really good. And the, the we can analytic it, analytical it to death, if I can say it right. But we still... Uh, at the end of the day, yeah. look at points, rebounds, assists, those types of things. You know, offense screen stats. assists. Yeah. We don't. There's. We don't. They don't have a box score for that. And so until they put put all this stuff, you know, they added the plus minus, but you only use that if it's some you're trying to make a point. And, and if you're not, then we just sort of overlook that the plus minus thing. You know, Conley was a big deal to get him on the All Star team. And so, because his stats aren't overwhelming, so let's put him on there for that. Okay, okay, fine, go ahead. But Gobert, you know, just that one, and we go just as recently as the last game when he hustled back and the Spurs had like three times to drive into the lane and take shots, and all three times they said no, and Rudy shook his head no. Like, you, we know you're not going to do it. You're chicken because I'm here. The guy is phenomenal, and I don't think he gets his due because nobody – outside of the jazz fan and the literal jazz media is watching him every night. And to appreciate the greatness, he must be seen on a game-by-game basis. He does get a lot of individual recognition with the two defensive players of the year and all NBA three times. But I think when it comes to the most important thing, which is winning in the playoffs – the Jazz aren't getting picked. I think they aren't getting picked because one of their two stars is defensive-oriented and doesn't have the stats you talk about. If he had the scoring numbers and was uh, offensive force with the ball that Jokic is, it would be a different story, I think. I can buy that to a large degree, yeah. But the offensive scoring numbers, I think even there – He's underrated in that way because it's not like he's a stiff offensively. I mean, he can't uh, do a lot of the things. He's shooting zero three pointers, mm-hmm. and and you know has a tendency to look a little awkward if he has to put the ball on the floor. Uh, so there's there's that type of stuff. I think we all understand that, but. It's he's gotten way, way, way better. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, but but interestingly, one of the great, greatest that is considered one of the greatest, Bill Russell averaged fifteen point one points a game. Never once averaged twenty. You got uh, I'm looking at it obviously sixty one sixty two. 
uh, got a high of 18.9. Uh, and he had a couple of 18s, but mostly it was 15 and 16. Now, he put up enormous rebound numbers. One year he <laughs> averaged 24.7 boards. And I can remember there was a – we had a guy who was just an interesting odd duck, worked in the Tribune Sports Station, or uh, newsroom. And he he went to BYU. He had really long hair. I don't know what he was doing at BYU. But uh, and he had a thick, thick uh, Boston accent, so <laughs> he was bringing this stuff up, and this would have been in the '90s. And I said, "Well, the reason why they had all those tremendous rebounding numbers is because they couldn't shoot as well." <laughs> there were a lot of missed shots. Yeah. So there were a lot of rebounds I mean, to be grabbed. I think Bob Cousy never shot over forty percent. I'd right. have to double check that. No, but so, you're in the ballpark. In those days, you couldn't just call something up right in the Uh 90s way back in the dark ages but we had these basketball reference books that the nba would send out you've seen them i have they're real thick and they include every stat and (laughs) so i noticed him over there going through these books and he was trying to refute me and he got real quiet because he found out it it was true (laughs) (laughs) yes wait he's right (sighs) so they never uh, he could never refute me because they couldn't shoot to the level that they could shoot today so there was way more rebounds to be had and you look at Russell his three his free throw percentage uh, the highest he ever shot was 61% and he had a 56% career average and he how many seasons he played 10 11 12 he only shot over uh, 60% twice but yet he gets so much run because they won in what four or eight? How many teams were in the league then? Uh, eight. It was a. I think it was a nine-team league, but it, I'd have to look it up. I mean, at the end when he was winning, at the end by then it was going to sixteen and twenty teams. And and good for him. And at the end, <sighs> uh, in sixty-eight, sixty-nine, he averaged nine point nine points. Now he still had the rebounding numbers: thirteen point nineteen point three. And his career average rebounding is 22.5 boards a game. <laughs> <laughs> so many rebounds to be had. And, and and I'm not downgrading Bill Russell by any stretch. Never saw him play, but obviously everybody who did said he was incredible. And way to go. He clearly was incredible. I love that quote he had. I've said it many times. He got so lucky. Everywhere he went, they won. And, and obviously he was being satirical because – saying, well, I, I'm the reason why they won. Yeah, and I don't have any problem with that. I mean, gosh, in 61 in, uh, uh, in the playoffs, he averaged 29.9 rebounds a game. <laughs> Just staggering numbers. In fact, every year in the playoffs, I'm looking at this, every year in the playoffs, he never, from 57 to 69, he never averaged less than 20 boards a game. <laughs> So if, make, a, make a big deal if somebody goes for 2020 now. Yep. But if Rudy's going to get more credit, then there needs to be more postseason wins. Uh, you've said it a million times, and it's true. The majority of your NBA rep is built in the postseason. There is some rep in the regular season, and we were talking yesterday, Carmelo Anthony's a top 10 scorer. He'll probably go to the Hall of Fame. and He will go to the Hall of Fame for the regular season. He will not go for the playoffs. He's Never been to the, he's never won a championship, hadn't been to the finals. Is the best player on a team. He led Denver to one conference final. Okay. So he's not going. Now, Gobert hasn't been to a conference final. He's been to the second round a couple times. 
there's going to have to be playoff success if he's going to build the rep anymore. I think he's ridden a dominant, defensive, regular season rep as far as you can. And he's, he's ridden it to something. If you're the two-time defensive player of the year, and you've been All-NBA three times, and you still got, I don't know, at least five, maybe ten more years left in the league, I mean, you're doing something right, and you're getting some recognition. But if you're hitting ten threes or throwing, you know, flying through the lane and throwing down a bunch of dunks, you're going to get a lot more recognition than if your team turns the ball over, it's a two-on-two break, and you basically look at guys and they pass the ball or back up. We know the possession we're talking about, Monday night against the Spurs. And three different guys handled the ball, and they finally shot like a 15- or 17-foot jumper and made it. But they wanted nobody wanted any part of going to the rim. So he's having a huge impact. And people aren't going to talk about that. They're going to talk about Westbrook's triple-doubles, or they're going to talk about the big three in Brooklyn, you know, all scoring 20 or 30 points in a game. And if, yeah, they ever, if they ever all play in a game. MVP consideration is based on zero production in the playoffs. That is true. Yeah, on paper, theoretically. It's not. The rep from the previous year will carry over. Well, uh, years, I would say. Yeah. Well, Malone won the MVP in 97 and 99, but he didn't win it in 98. But he had a better year in 98 than 97. But because of the finals in 97 and Jordan winning, they weren't going to give it to Carl again. So the playoffs carried over that year, regardless yeah, of Carl's even, regular season numbers. I'm not even talking about winning it. I, I don't think he's in enough of a discussion. You ask 100 out of 100 people, or a thousand out of a thousand, or a million out of a million, yeah. who who would you take, the Yoke Man, Jokic, or Gobert? Every single one of them. Oh, well, Jokic, obviously, he scores more points, has more assists. They're just going to, they're going to go right to that. So it's funny we analytic like crazy, but yet we still hold on to this other stuff. Yep, that's been held on to forever. Moneyball is great for those who do it, but it's but not for the rest be, of us. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to impact the MVP vote that much. <laughs> yeah, and. I think it should. I think he should be. I mean, the guy just does so much. And really, and, and this is something that you just could not know unless you've been around him to an extent. And I've only been around him one time when it was just he and I. One time. And he wasn't even a, a starter. You know, I think he was bouncing back and forth between the minor league and, and the jazz at the time. But in that one time, to be able to feel his passion and sense it, has blown away to the point of coming back to you the next day and saying, man, this kid, this guy's, this guy, he's got such a drive here. And there's no way you can know that uh, now. I mean, he, he's likely to be known for, uh, what, igniting COVID in the league than he is for uh, winning and you're absolutely right, man. If they go to the NBA Finals, and just, boy, if they should win it, then he'd be showered with all this stuff. So I can't disagree with any of that. Well, that, that moment will happen in the playoffs if they play enough playoff games. And everybody's watching the playoffs. Everybody isn't watching a random game on a Monday night 
when the Spurs decide that I don't want this layup, you want this layup, I don't want this layup, you take, you know. But if that happens in the playoffs at a key point, oh my gosh, everything in the playoffs is magnified. It all gets dissected and talked about. And the deeper you are in the playoffs, where there's fewer games every day, you know, you do it in the first round, there's still four games in a day, and there's a lot of storylines. You do it in a conference final, there's only one game per day. And so that game is just picked apart and analyzed to no end. Yeah, that's all true. Uh, I wonder still if his value will be appreciated and we just go to scoring. Well, I think the I think you know the answer to that because you're just thinking MVP, but go back to when you're talking about Bill Russell. When people talk about <clears throat> the greatest NBA player and the GOAT, you know, there's people sticking up for LeBron who's – you know, won four titles, and there's people saying, no, nah, it's still MJ, who's won six titles, and Bill Russell is sitting over there thinking, I won more championships than those guys combined. And I've heard him say it in interviews. He says, yeah, the league was smaller, but all the best players were in it. You know, as they expanded the league, they let more players in, but they're not letting in the best player in the world. The best player in the world is already in the league. Now, times have changed. The best players in the world are actually coming from all over the world. In that era, they came from the United States period, end of story. I think that it's more about uh, the fact that players had no freedom of movement whatsoever. So if you won in 61, you're probably going to return most of the same guys in 62. So there's never an opportunity to be a change. I mean, you look at these Celtic dudes and you look at their careers and they all say Boston, 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 Boston. (laughs) So I think that contributed to it. Also, But it takes zero away from what Bill Russell has accomplished. I mean, his accomplishments were legendary. And if Gobert, in terms of winning it and championships, can get anywhere near that, yeah, wow, it's amazing. And, and, and things have changed dramatically. And I wonder in 100 years from now, uh, it, when there's teams all over the planet, hmm. uh, if uh, people will uh, say, well, yeah, well, Jordan, I mean, he there was only 30 teams in the league then. <laughs> so <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> There'll be 30 teams in NBA Europe, 30 teams in NBA Asia, 30 teams in NBA North America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, sure. I mean, he played. When, when Jordan played, the only players in the league came from planet Earth. So, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All the Martians have more hops. <laughs> Well, it's gravity. It's not fair. Well, th- there might be a time where people get on a ship and, and go to the new land. and, and... <laughs> The new land. What is this? <laughs> you ever see Waterworld with Kevin Costner and Patrick Kinnan? I mean, Patrick Kincaid? <laughs> it was a bust. New land! <laughs> so, who knows what, what's Smokers! <laughs> All right, I'll stop. What we got going on. But I just, I just really appreciate game after game. And he's one of these dudes, too, that, uh, you know, you, everybody likes the old school. Well, Stockton wouldn't have sat out with uh, a broken leg and uh, three, three broken clavicles, even though that's uh, one more than you can have. Uh, you know, there's no way those guys sit out. Uh, you think uh, Malone? Malone would have sat out with COVID. You got to be kidding yourself, <laughs> right? Uh, Gobert has that in him too. I don't, I don't think he's interested in sitting out. 
Uh, he's had some injuries that have shortened some seasons, but he's had some 81, 81, 82. We all remember him, you know, getting people falling into him, and then he misses 20 games a couple times. 20, yeah, 21 like year, 25 line, another. He's like an offensive lineman in that way. Getting rolled up on, yeah. Being, you know, with the legs being so long and all that stuff. He's only missed so, one game this year. And yeah, last year, set him out. last year he might have missed three or four. Uh and some of that was the bubble at the end. They sat guys for a game or two at the end. So, Yeah, so he's got that going on. There's a lot that he brings that go towards winning. And you can't compare him yet by any stretch to Bill Russell. But from what I gather, statistically and what people say, Russell's impact went far beyond statistics. It went directly to being tied to winning. And I really believe that in the NBA, winning is where it's at. And Carmelo Anthony, sure, top 10, that's very impressive. And nobody really wants to bag on him because, you know, he had some emotional immaturity issues when he was coming into the league. But I don't think he's had any in a number of years, right? So he's coming off as a a decent dude. Uh, And so it's more of a, yeah, he's top 10, but just sort of whisper, yeah, but did his teams ever really win? And I just saw this morning, now they're saying that Stotts is going to be uh, on the hot seat unless the Trailblazers make a big run. It's, he's been there nine years, and so, you know, it's time to get on the merry-go-round. Uh, so, uh, he, point being that Carmelo probably ain't going to win anything in Portland either. As far as the Facebook responses, uh, there's... it's. <laughs> <laughs> jazz fans are convinced that jazz players don't get uh, don't get enough pub. Um, so that does any jazz player? Jay says this has been the story forever. No, it hasn't been. No, Malone got two MVPs, and Stockton and Malone were on the dream team in '92, and they both right. got back on the Olympic team in '96. So there was when they were ton, much older. Yeah, yeah, there was a ton of individual recognition. I mean, making an Olympic team is a is a big deal, but it was a bigger deal then than it is now. That was fresh. Yes. I think Obviously that, in 92. I yes. think that listener might be a little bit young if they're not remembering yeah. that. And and Boozer and D. Will both made I was say, team oh, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, and O'Kerr made the Turkish team, didn't he? <laughs> Thanks, PK. Yes. <laughs> Joe Ingles made the Australian team. Yeah, he's made it uh, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Go Probably Boomers. Three or four times, however many times they've had it since he's been basically eligible, I guess. Aaron says, I didn't know credit was necessary to playing basketball. Maybe he should call Siegfried and Jensen so he can get the credit he's entitled to. <laughs> you got to have an accident there. And that's the great thing. Yeah. Gobert didn't get to where he is by accident. <laughs> you see how I tied that together? That was beautiful. Beautiful, <laughs> PK. Which is funny. We'll end with this. Um, Jonathan Jonathan, and Justin going back and forth. It starts with Jonathan saying, no, he doesn't get the credit. Also, what is up with PK sounding like he just rolled out of bed every morning? Do better! Exclamation point. We literally have no other options for local sports radio. And Justin goes back at him. Nope, he doesn't get the credit. And it sounds like PK doesn't either. PK, don't pay attention to this nonsense. Thanks for all you do for the sports community. Well, I'm me.
So <laughs> I am going to be a lightning rod. And yes, I am simply known as the only option. <sighs> uh, roll out of bed. What are the at options? The, at the time I come back from uh, the gym. Roll Talk out, about roll out of bed. Roll out of bed or uh, <clears throat> up all night, wrapping up a late night. Uh, I rarely have a late night. We have to get up so early. But a lot of times here, I've, I've been hitting the gym at 530. I, I, can, I can have people testify to seeing me at the gym at 530 a.m. Get the blood pumping. Well, it's time to get going. And we've been in this pattern now for freaking 19 plus years. <laughs> <laughs> DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up, Tim Lacombe, jazz radio studio analyst and former college coach, is going to join us. And also, two-part question of the day. We're doing our spring football tour. we got Michael Lev covering the Arizona Wildcats for the Arizona Daily Star. BYU plays Arizona in the season opener. Obviously, Utah plays Arizona annually in the, uh, in the Pac-12 South. So they're going to play two local teams here. Uh, also, nationally, we're seeing the preseason top 25s come out. Some mention Utah, but one high-profile one does not. Why not? And we'll get to that next. Stay with us.